when Jesus left then, the Bible says that he led them out of Jerusalem to the Mount of Olivet, and there he ascended right before their eyes into heaven to witness. On the day of Pentecost, ten minutes after the Holy Spirit had fell on Peter, he was telling the people about the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ recorded in Acts chapter 2, his first testimony, his first witness. And on that day, how many people were saved? Thousands. Now that's because there was a large crowd gathered there. Do you believe that the most beautiful experience outside of your salvation is another person getting saved? Do you believe that? If you want to stay young and excited, just witness to people. It'll keep you young and excited about your faith as you see other people come to know him and have their sins forgiven and their guilt and their bondage stripped away from them, taken away from them and set free. It'll do something to you. It revives you. It's like getting saved all over again. Get people filled with the Holy Spirit. Get people healed. Get people delivered. In other words, this radical Christianity that I'm talking about, going and laying hands on people and praying for them and telling them about Jesus Christ. It's the most exciting thing in the world. How many people in here have shared your testimony or your witness in just, let's say, the last week? Raise your hand. Look at that. Praise God. Praise God. You see, that's it right there, folks. That's it right there. It's not just reading it. It's not just talking about it. It's doing it. It, it isn't hard, is it? It isn't hard to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. When you've got him living inside you and you've got the power and the love of God flowing in there, it isn't hard to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. And the Lord provides the opportunity, doesn't he? He provides the opportunity. All you have to do is what he told you to do. Open your mouth, he said. And he said, don't worry about what you're going to say. Just open your mouth and I'll fill it. How many of you have had that experience? You see, all those sermons, all that teaching you've been getting, it's in there. Believe me, it's in there. All you have to do is uncork it. Just open your mouth and say something. You know, whatever God puts in there, you, you say it, and that's an act of faith. It's an act of faith. And what follows then is that God will just bring right out of you the words, the scriptures, and everything else. How many of you believe that? It's the truth. It's exactly the way it works. See, when I come to you, uh, if I come to you and I've got a little uh, rehearsed speech, and I blah, 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 blah. You look at me and you say, yeah, I've heard that before. It's a good sales pitch. I'm not interested. But if I come to you as they did in the book of Acts, and I've got nothing rehearsed. I mean, did Peter have a chance to prepare on the day of Pentecost? Mm -mm. He responded to criticism. He responded to opposition. They said, you're drunk. He said, oh, wait, wait a minute. Let me tell you about this. I'm not drunk. We're not drunk as you suppose. He didn't say they weren't drunk. He just said, we're not drunk as you suppose. We're just filled with the Holy Ghost. And so God will, will give you that opportunity in the midst of opposition to talk about Jesus Christ. And that's who you want to talk about because he is the one. And look at Acts chapter 2 now. Look at Acts chapter 2. I don't know that many people would have had the guts that this man had. Jerusalem has not yet settled down over the crucifixion of Christ. And yet he stands up and he tells them in Acts chapter 2, and verse number 22, this Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved to God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you as you, as ye yourselves, yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Now, I was doing some study right there today. I like that. It wasn't possible for death to hold Jesus Christ. It was an impossibility. Do you know why? Because he was sinless. He was sinless. Now, if you die, death's got you, bud. You're not coming back as rule unless you get resuscitated and that that won't be a resurrection. 
there's a difference between a resurrection and a resuscitation. Lazarus was resuscitated. Jesus was resurrected. The difference is that Jesus came back in a different form. Lazarus came back the same old guy. If Jesus appeared here today, it would be in his resurrected body. And in his resurrected body, he can veil his identity. He can appear and disappear. He can walk through that wall. He can come through the roof. Why? No, he's not a spirit. He's not a spirit. He's got a literal body. His body is the glorified body. His body has been changed. The molecular structure of his body is changed. Don't ask me how. I don't know. I just know that he has the ability to change the makeup of his body so that he can come through that wall. Now, if you go over there and try to go through that wall, you're going to leave a nasty mark on the wall and have a sore face. But Jesus can do that. He can go right through that wall. And there won't be a mark on him or on that wall. He can do that. He can do that today if he chooses to. Angels can do that. Angels have bodies. The difference is in the makeup of that body. If Jesus appeared here today, he would have to tell you probably who he is because you would not recognize him unless he showed you his nail prints in his hands. Then you would know him. 